Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Monday, week one of free agency is in the books. Uh, everything comes better later than never, but the Bengals made their big splashes late in the week. Uh, and going into this week, they officially introduced the newest member of the Bengals, Nick Scott, who will be a replacement at safety. Welcome into another edition of the Strictly Stripes podcast. Muhammad Ahmad, Andrew Gillis, and Mike Nislik opening up the week with some more free agency talk and jumping right into it. As I mentioned, Nick Scott signed his contract today with the Bengals, made his media debut, if you want to call it that. Uh, a great conversation, I think, with him and uh, all the reporters today. And, you know, right off the bat, he knew this was a place where he wanted to be. He called Cincinnati a no-brainer of a destination. So uh, clearly he's happy. The Bengals really got what they wanted. And so, you know, you just kind of look at what he did. Seventh-round pick, you know, in 2019, became a starter for the L.A. Rams last year after starting in the playoffs the year before. Um, and so that really – elevated his status and that's what got him paid in Cincinnati so kind of just for either of you guys I mean you, from hearing Nick Scott talk today what you guys have seen on tape and even some of the things that we've talked about in the last couple of days what is the best asset that he brings to Cincinnati and how is he going to help them fill that role at safety with Jesse Bates and Von Bell being gone well I think um, you know you, you kind of heard him say it and uh, you know you heard safety's coach Robert Livingston say it uh, you know, the versatility is something that they really valued. Uh, you know, you kind of need a guy who who can move around a little bit, play a bunch of different spots. Um, you know, you kind of look at the 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 athleticism and the and kind of the size of some of these guys. They're not necessarily heavy hitters. They're not, you know, six foot four, you know, 230 pound safeties. You know, they're they're a little bit smaller in stature, but but they can fly. And and Nick Scott kind of fits that mold. So. Um, you know, he's played up, down and around in, in his NFL career. He's played in the box. He's played uh, as a, like as like a deeper safety. Uh, so for, for the Bengals, I think, you know, it, it's a nice little mix with with Dax Hill, because, again, you know, Dax Hill is, is a pretty athletic guy himself. So when you pair those two together, I think you kind of have a lot of different options in, in where you can line guys up and how you want to uh, how you want to utilize the defense because I mean you look at it Jermaine Pratt's back you have your your three top corners uh, assuming that they're going to be healthy for the start of the year uh, you, you've got some options here and uh, I think that's probably what uh, what the Bengals have to be most excited about well I think that they're going to have to hope that that athleticism and that raw those raw physical tools helps 
uh, makes up for sort of the lack of um, experience kind of together and some of the, you know, question marks Dax Hill set, you know, had, um, you know, Robert Livingston kind of mentioned that there were some low lows for Dax this season. And, you know, I, I think everybody knows that there's going to be some more growing pain. So I think, um, you know, with, with Nick, that a, a guy that has that, um, th- that physical, uh, t- you know, tool set, uh, I, th- I think that's going to be important here going forward because um, they're losing a lot, I think. And I think there is going to be an adjustment period here um, at safety when you lose two guys that, you know, spent basically the better part of three years, um, you know, not missing a snap essentially almost. Uh, so, I, you know, I, I think that's going to be I, – I don't think that can be understated just how much, um, you know, this is, is kind of a whole new world in that secondary for them. So obviously, you know, you, you mentioned the Dax Hill question, and we're going to get to that later because Dax Hill plays a big role in this conversation. But kind of staying with Nick Scott, you know, again, he really started to see action, you know, in that playoff run. He started against the Bengals in the Super Bowl, and he even talked about what he saw in that defense, you know, and kind of that's part of why uh, he likes what he's seeing with the tight-knit group that they have. But for him, um, even though, again, he's not at the level of Jesse Bates or at the level of, you know, Von Bell – in some ways, like, is it fair to say that he is the answer for the Bengals, or is that too early of a question to pose just one week into his time in Cincinnati? I think yeah, he's the I mean... answer. I don't know if he's capital <laughs> T, capital A answer. Um, you know, he, he's the guy who you're going to play. Uh, you know, he's the guy who presumably you're going to trot out in, in week one with, with Dax Hill. I don't know if you're going to get that productivity. Obviously, that's, uh, you know, that remains to be seen. That's not something you're going to know until a few weeks, few months into the season. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, for now, you know, you, I think what, you know, it, it makes sense. I think these are the kind of guys that you have to hit on if you're the Bengals right now in terms of, you know, winning and keeping, keeping in contention. You know, you've got to hit on these guys who, you know, if you look at his cap number over the next three years, you know, the most his cap is going to be is $5.3 million. You know, if you can get starter level quality, you know, for two years where you're talking under a guy's under four and a half million dollars, that's uh, that, that's pretty solid. So, you know, it's it's obviously way too early. They're going to they're going to see what they can get out of him. They like him as an, an ascending player. He's only started for one year. Uh, you know, he's still kind of growing into a role. And, you know, if you can kind of catch lightning in a bottle here, uh, you, you kind of like what you have. Yeah, and, and I mean, I think that, that should also be mentioned that this was an answer on a budget, right? Like, if they had an infinite amount of money, you know, no offense to Nick Scott, but, like, they might have signed somebody else that had more starting experience. Like, they could say he's an ascending player, uh, but that's sort of their thoughts on it. Um, so, like, I think that, um, you know, this is the answer that they have. This was uh, an answer on a budget because they had spent money elsewhere and, um, you know, I think if they had a little more money, they might have brought Von Bell back. Um, you know, so I, I think that's where they're at. And, I, you know, I, I think he seems like a, a good, uh, you know, fit for this organization. But as far as, like, how it will all work out, we'll see. Um, you know, certainly, like, you know, just that one-year starting experience doesn't, like, jump out at you. I think, like, you know, it, it they're taking a risk on a player that they thought um, could provide them bang for their buck, I think, essentially, is how I this so when you mentioned bang for your buck, that kind of reminds me, if we're you know, going back three years in time, because we're also talking about Von Bell, 
like look at kind of Nick Scott where he was on the PFF board. He was ranked 111 out of all free agents, so he wasn't even a top 100. Uh, Von Bell was obviously a little bit higher. In 2020, he was number 78. I didn't see where he was this year. I think he was more in the top 50, but, you know, Von Bell maybe wasn't looked at the way Nick Scott is because Von Bell was a second-round pick, played at Ohio State, did a lot in New Orleans. Um, so I understand talent-wise he was better, but like, do you think maybe this plays into the Bengals' strategy of, okay, three years ago they waited until kind of the safety market cleared and they snatched Bell and they could? Do you think that's just kind of the same thing they did where, you know, like the Juan Thornhills and – you know, those players in that tier, you know, those safeties that went, once those guys were gone, they said, okay, let's just take who we can get. In this case, it being Nick Scott, like they did with Von Bell three years ago. No, I, I don't necessarily see the parallel because Von Bell was like a you know, fairly uh, proven player. So I, I think they're a bit different. I think this was, um, you know, and they, they were spending in, on defense – at the time, more so. So I, I just feel like this was just how the free agency sort of took shape for them. Um, they spent, you know, most of their sort of available cash on obviously Orlando Brown Jr. Uh, and so they needed to sort of prioritize spending a little bit less on the other positions. Andrew, what do you think? Do, do you see a parallel there, or do you think it was just a matter of budget, like Mike said? Yeah, I think it was budget. Um, you know, I think. Something I've been kicking around in the last few days in my head is kind of what happens if Monday you get a Orlando Brown signing done? Because when did when did they sign him? Thursday night, like at like ten o'clock or something like that. So what if this happens a few days earlier? It's and then the Jonah, Jonah Williams Wednesday trade night, right? request was it whatever it was? When it, yeah. then the Jonah Williams trade request comes through? Because I, I mean, I, I guess that's a long way of saying. I wonder if, you know, if, if you could make a trade, you know, right now where your starting safeties are Jesse Bates and, you know, he did sign for four years, 64 million. Um, so, you know, are you willing to pay Jesse Bates $16 million and, and kind of move on from, from Jonah Williams, kind of knowing that you're going to have to pay him significantly starting next year um, if you want to keep him or I, I don't know. I, I think, all of this kind of relates to budget. And, and this is a big conversation that we're going to be having about this team for a while, just because, you know, these, you know, right now you're fine, but these guys are going to start to get paid soon. And that being Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and, and all these other guys. I mean, you got Orlando Brown now on a pretty big contract. Uh, there's some, there's some big deals here on this team. Huh? That's interesting. I didn't think about that. That is uh yeah, that is interesting. I, that's an interesting thought there. But uh, to kind of get back to Dax Hill like uh, you and Mike were talking about, so we, we already talked about him multiple times this offseason, even last week, I think, when we officially knew that Nick Scott was kind of working towards a deal. But now that we know Nick Scott is here, he is in Cincinnati, he's going to be the veteran voice in that room, unless you want to count Michael Thomas, obviously he was a backup. How much better do you feel about Dax Hill with Nick Scott by his side, or are the question marks still just as big as they were before Nick Scott even came to Cincinnati? Well, yeah, I mean, the questions are still going to be there, I think, until you roll the ball out and play week one. Um, you know, it, it's hard to kind of be more – it like, you, you look at the safety position. I mean, we talked about it after Jesse and Vaughn left. Like, you know, you needed somebody who had kind of been around the league a little bit, you thought – you know, you needed a veteran because you couldn't go into the draft saying we needed a guy and 
I mean, Dax Hill played everywhere last year. And yeah, you know, you can kind of look at it, look at it as, hey, he got a year of experience. He got a year under his belt. But he also didn't really play the safety position a whole heck of a lot. And he really didn't play it in the game. So, you know, it's it's hard to say, you know, if you feel better or worse about kind of their safety situation or, or Dax Hill as, a, as an individual, just because, I mean, you haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty, I mean, nothing's really changed. I mean, now we know who he's going to sort of partner up with. But as far as his development, I mean, I think it's still wait and see. I mean, Robert Livingston didn't sound overly concerned, but I mean, he's not going to get up at the mic and be like, I'm peeing my pants. I don't know what we're going to do. Um, <laughs> Of you know, course. So I, I think it's, I, I think it's just you know we've got to wait and see how uh, it goes, um, and you know it, we're we're not going to know anything until games start getting played and we we you kind of see his development, um, you know he, he has all the, uh, you know athleticism and size to be a successful safety in the NFL, but it's just a matter of putting it all together and how quickly does that happen. Yeah, and obviously, like, Livingston gave more of the coach peak answer of, you know, I think he said word for word, I have a lot of stresses in my life, but Dax is the least of them. But at the same time, like, he's not going to get up there and say, yeah, you know, I'm not really feeling good about Dax's safety because he basically didn't play that position all year. I mean, but, you know, it's just so hard to say, like you said, Mike, because we only saw him play safety, like, God knows how many times because he mostly played, you know, in the slot. And he did that, you know, different times and different occasions. And there was an interesting moment where, like, Robert Livingston talked about Dax's first snap week one against Pittsburgh. It was like a third and ten. And they converted. And Livingston was like, oh, you're coming off the field. And, like, Dax didn't realize, oh, wait, yeah, I just came in for that package. Like, you know, there was definitely those growing pains. There's going to be way more once he's actually settled into safety. But maybe this is kind of a question I had uh, more for you, Andrew, before I get to Tyson Anderson. Like, because I just thought about this for the podcast, you know, I think the concerns for safety aren't as big now because you clearly have Nick Scott, but I think they could certainly use one more piece in that room. If you're looking in the draft, you know, as far as like getting one more pickup to add depth behind, you know, Dax and Nick and Tyson Anderson, who, who are some names that come to mind and where do you think the Bengals should prioritize that in the draft next month? Yeah, you know, you never want to say, um, you know, never for, for a specific position. Um, you know, you, you can kind of look at different different things and, you know, how, how the draft could go, your options there. Um, you know, there's a safe Jordan battle out of Alabama, Sidney Brown out of Illinois. There's some guys at the top that, you know, you could really kind of point to and say like, hey, if they're there at the end of the second round, maybe. Um, I'm not sure that's necessarily the way they're going to go. Uh, you know, you've got some other issues. Um, you know, one guy I've really kind of honed in on and, you know, just, I mean, it's a personal preference. I don't know if the Bengals feel the same way, obviously, but uh, I really like Jail Skinner. He's a safety out of Boise State. Six foot four, can run a little bit. Um, you know, I think he's kind of a nice little mold of of kind of what you can do in in today's NFL where you could play him in the box. You could play him a little bit over the top. Um He's not exactly the rangiest guy, so he doesn't really fit the mold of a Dax Hill or, or a, you know, a Tyson Anderson or a guy like that that they've drafted in the past. But, you know, frankly, that's what that's what I like about him. Um, you know, I think that, you know, you need a bigger body. I like Brandon Joseph out of Notre Dame, Ronnie Hickman out of Ohio State. There's a few guys in the, in the mid-rounds I think you can convince yourself in uh, into because, you know, I think they need one more piece in this safety room. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. I'm, I'm glad you tossed those names out there because obviously now that we're 
I mean, we're still in free agency, but we're also getting closer to the draft. So I think this is a good time to kind of think, okay, who can you get to put behind Dax and or Nick Scott? But of course, to get back to the safety room that they have now, you got to mention Tyson Anderson, sixth round pick last year, basically redshirted because uh, he was injured uh, in training camp and just never ended up uh, playing in the regular season. But he's going to get his shot this year. And, you know, one thing Robert Livingston said is that this is going to be a big year for Tyson Anderson because he's going to, you know, really, they're going to need him because they're going to need him for more depth than they would have needed last year. And, like, this is his first shot to be in the NFL. I guess how much, uh, I don't want to say pressure, but how much emphasis do you put on a guy like him to to be the best version of himself, even though he's not technically a rookie, you know, playing-wise he is, but how many kind of expectations do you put on a guy like that compared to, like, where he would have been last year? I would imagine that they – you know, unless something crazy happens that he's probably not going to play much. But I guess the big focus for him was just getting back on the field, staying healthy and developing. Um, you know, I don't I don't know what else you could say at this point. Um, he just needs to see the field. I mean, they said he's, he's, he's hopes to get there. But right now, I mean, I don't think he's, uh, um, you know, in, in their in their plan, in their immediate plans, I guess I should say. Uh, most certainly, yeah. And it's just, you know, I mean, we have to see where he's at health-wise. I think at this point... Obviously, Andrew agrees. You know, the, 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 so much silence there. I think he just said, I said everything right there. Right, Andrew? <laughs> sometimes sometimes, uh, sometimes, sometimes silence is loud. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. With, with, with Tyson Anderson, I mean, he's a guy who... He's going to be a, a, a core special teamer. Um, you know, you kind of need him to, to help pick up some of that slack. Because, uh, I mean, you know, Frank, I mean, if you're not starting in the NFL, even frankly, if you're a second teamer, you're going to have to play, uh, you're going to have to play specials. So, you know, again, I, I think that, you know, you've got, you know, uh, you know, we heard it today from Livingston. It was basically a, a red shirt year for him. So, you know, you're, you're looking at for him to take a step, but hard to see how big that step is going to be if, if he's kind of blocked out of playing time early. If you look at the Bengals' current depth chart, I'm just reading what the projected chart is. You have at free safety, Dax Hill, Tyson behind him, then Yusef Corker, who I covered in college, on the practice squad at number three. Then strong safety, of course, it's Nick Scott, which there's no guarantee he'll be strong or free safety, although obviously I think he'll be strong safety. You have him. I should say Brandon Wilson behind him. I forgot about him because he tore his uh, ACL last year. or No, year before that tore his ACL. Separate injury last year. Didn't play at all. And then, of course, Michael Thomas behind those two. But Michael Thomas is more of a core special teamer who's just a big veteran voice in the locker room. So that's kind of where you're at right now. But again, like we said, I think we could see the Bengals adding one more name to that room, uh, what that looks like and how they get there, we don't know. But when we come back, we're going to talk about where the Bengals have done well in free agency and where things can get better and where they compared to previous years, plus much more, more to come right here on the Strictly Stripes podcast. Hey there, it's Muhammad Ahmad from the Strictly Stripes podcast. You might be wondering, what exactly is Cincinnati Football Insider? Well, it's a community of fans who want the inside scoop on the Bengals and a direct connection to the Strictly Stripes podcast and the reporters who cover the team. And that would be me, Andrew Gillis, and Mike Nislik. It works like this. Andrew, Mike, and I will text your phone a few times a day with breaking news, analysis, and our insights on the Bengals. It's the inside scoop on what we're hearing, and we'll give you the inside word before it even hits social media. 
Being an insider is the best way to participate with the podcast and get in on special events and Zoom calls with me, Mike, and Andrew. And the best part is you can text us directly. It's a great way to cut through the clutter of Facebook, Twitter, other social media, and avoid the trolls for just $4.99 a month. Still not sure? Well, just try it for two weeks, and if you don't like it, you can text the word STOP at any time, but you won't want to cancel once you join the community of hardcore Bengals fans. Here's the best way to get on board. Go to cleveland.com slash Bengals, click on the blue banner at the top of the page, or if it's easier, text 513-940-4193. It's a great time to try the two weeks free, as we'll be reporting live from the NFL Combine in Indianapolis. Plus, we'll be covering free agency on the way to the NFL Draft in April. Give us a try for two weeks and see what you think. Just text this number again. It's 513-940-4193 and become an insider today. And thanks for staying with us on the Strictly Stripes podcast. So we've been talking safeties, safeties, and uh, yeah, a whole lot of safeties. Um, But I want to kind of go back into the grand scope of just where the Bengals uh, have put themselves this past week. You know, it's it feels like just yesterday, guys, we were on this podcast saying, where is the Bengals front office? Where are the splash moves? We even pre-taped the whole podcast Wednesday, which never saw the light of day because as, as I was getting ready to edit it, they got Orlando Brown. And then a few days later, they get Nick Scott. Uh, they hosted Foster Moreau, who played with Joe Brown in college. So we'll see what happens with Moreau because he hasn't, Signed with anyone yet, although he did visit the Saints as well. So, you know, that wouldn't make sense because he's from there, played at LSU. But, I mean, just getting to it, I mean, in one week where we're at right now, a free agency, on a scale of A to F, just on those grades, how would you grade the Bengals' uh, splash moves in free agency up to this point and why? Mike, you want to go, go first? first? I was waiting for Andrew. I was gonna oh. Wow, you're going to put me on the spot. Yeah, I, I'm going to go with a really boring grade. Um, I'm going to say a C plus. Um, you know, if you if you kind of take into totality everything, um, you know, they they added Orlando Brown, um, which was obviously you know that's that's a really really nice piece. Um, you know, not only I think not only do you upgrade at left tackle, you kind of get some stability at left tackle for for a few couple more years. You know, that was a big conversation that we were having. You know, hey, where does this team sit? Uh, I think you've kind of solved that issue at left tackle now for, you know, for the next four years, which I mean, in the NFL is an eternity. So, you know, that's obviously a really good move, but uh, losing Von Bell and Jesse Bates is not exactly uh, good. I guess you could say, Uh, you know, I think there's going to be a noticeable drop in, in secondary play, at least at the beginning of the year. Um, We had all kind of counted out Jermaine Pratt I'm not sure how many people really saw that one coming. Um, and, I, and I think that, you know, that, that to me was a little bit interesting because um, now what do you do with Logan Wilson? Um, he's coming up on a contract extension, or at least he's eligible for one now. So what do you do there? Uh, you know, the team still needs a tight end. They still need a running back. So, yeah, I mean, look, if, I mean, Dalton Schultz is still out there. Like, I mean, this can, this can flip pretty quickly. Um, you know, we'll see what's going on at running back, but I think that's, you know, pretty clear they're going in the draft. So, yeah, I think right now it's a C plus, um, you know, I, to me, I thought offensive line was the area that, you know, they really needed to boost first and foremost this off season. They did it. So that's a major plus, but again, there, there are some, some losses to this team. And I think, uh, you know, I think C plus is fair. Dalton Schultz is not available. He just signed a deal 
or going to sign with the Texans on a one-year, nine million dollar deal. Just Whoa. as he, yeah, that just broke. That just broke oh, as we're recording yeah. this. Uh, Andrew, wow! Oh, I got burned. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, so all right. Well, so I guess it can't get as high as you thought it could. Um. Yeah, I think B is more reasonable. I don't. I, you know. I, I. But I also think it's like it's also sort of incomplete here. Um, you know, because I, I think there's some questions. You know, tight end is obviously the big one, and they might choose to, uh, you know, uh, do that in the draft. But I still think they need to sign somebody. So I think a signing is coming there. Right. I'm curious to see what they do with backup quarterback. Um, you know, I'd be surprised if you know Brandon Allen doesn't come back, just because I think that's really taking a chance with somebody with no experience behind Joe Burrow. But um, and then corner, obviously, with Eli Apple and things like that. Uh, do they do they sign anybody? Else? I think there's probably a few signings left. Um, so, but I, I think B is fair. I, I think Orlando Brown was a huge signing, uh, and can't be. Um, you know, it was a surprise, but it was like, um, you know, they're, they're they're pushing the chips in and, and trying to get better um, at offensive front. I think you know did, and I, I still think they don't trade Jonah Williams. I think they play it out and have two. Um, you know, no question marks on that offensive front. They've added a bunch of depth. Um, yes, they did lose Jesse and Vaughn, but I mean, Jesse was is, was the expected one. I think Vaughn was the one that you kind of say uh, was a surprise in this free agency, but that also led to the plus of, of bringing Jermaine back. So um, you keep kind of that front seven together, um, and you kind of have to rework the back end a little bit, but um, they made a big move. They made a big splash, and, and I think that should be applauded. And I th- think it was a, it was a good move too. I, I mean, signing one of the you know premier offensive linemen in, in you know terms of pass blocking specifically, which is what um, you need on this team. I, th- I think that's a big deal. So that, I, I'd go a little step higher uh, than Andrew did um, with my grade. Yeah, I'm with you there, Mike. I'll kind of second what you said, and I would give the Bengals uh, a solid B. Um, I would have gone a little bit higher if they could have tried to keep Von Bell because we all knew Jesse Bates was out the door. But, I mean, like we said, they kept Jermaine Pratt, uh, which was the plan all along. They made a great splash with Orlando Brown. Obviously, Nick Scott was in the lower tier of safeties. you know, And even, like I said, he was in a lower tier than where Von Bell was in 2020. Um, but, you know, if you know we're sitting here months from now and Nick Scott is playing the best ball of his life halfway through the year, then we're going to say, okay, we didn't know what, you know, we were talking about Luana Rumo and Livingston saw something we didn't see, but um, again, we don't know. So that's where you have the ambiguity. Um, and of course, you know, you still got some other signings you have to make like Brandon Allen, uh, Eli Apple, Trey Flowers. Like, you know, we still have to see what's going to happen with those guys. Uh, Mitchell Wilcox, um, though, you know, Drew Sample, what they're going to do at tight end with Hayden Hurst being gone. Um, and again, I think with Hayden Hurst being gone, that's a tough one. Like it was the same thing as Uzama. They just weren't going to give him that kind of money. Same thing with Bates. Like, they, you know, they weren't going to get that money to those guys. Um, but, yeah, I think if they just maybe tried to keep Bell and if we had more certainty with Nick Scott, I, I'd actually move it up to an A. But otherwise, everything else I think has been good for them. And that's where I stick with B, solid B. Uh, but yes, Wait, so you, said, got... you said you would move it to an A if what? If they could have found a way to keep Vaughn Bell and if they had, like, a safety who was ranked higher than Nick Scott. Like to replace Jesse Bates. 
But then I, I see I would have I see I would have thought that that would have been worse because then what do you do with Dax Hill? You just burned a first round pick basically from last year. Well, I'm saying to find the safety like to have depth. I mean, like you you start Dax Hill, but you sign somebody to be behind him or Von Bell is what I mean, and then you just move around Tyson Anderson wherever you want. I wasn't clear on that actually. I'm glad you clarified that. I meant to say that you'd have someone behind Dax Hill because I think they really. I mean, like Mike said, the contract that Von Bell got in Carolina, it's really not all that different or much more than what he made in Cincinnati. I think it just came down to guaranteed money. That's probably, I think, the deciding factor was he got more guaranteed money there. I get the Bengals are born on a budget because they have to pay for Orlando Brown, and you've got extensions coming up. But I think there could have been a way around, but I'm also not Duke Tobin, so maybe I don't know what I'm saying. But does that kind of make sense, Andrew? Yeah, I, I I don't know. I, I think you know this this off season was was kind of behind the eight ball before it started, um, which you know again like I, I think you know it's fair to say oh well we knew Jesse Bates was leaving, but you still lose Jesse Bates like the you know you're, it's still a departure from from your roster that you know he's going to be on another team in week one of twenty twenty three. So um, I, I don't know if I'm you know willing to give him you know kind of leeway on that. Um, I think, you know, I, I don't know what would have made this offseason an A for me, um, but it, it, it probably would have involved, um, you know, something else in terms of of a, of a tight end or running back position. I think, it, you know, if you could have added something at tight end, I, I don't know what that would have been, then uh, I'd feel a little bit better about kind of where this where this offense would be headed. And you're saying that's if they get like a solid tight end and free agency. Is that what you're saying at the end of that? Yeah, like it, like it, if they had done. I mean, I like again, money is is kind of the be all end all here. You know, if if you had done like a Dalton Schultz type deal, um, you know, if if you kind of do like a one year prove it thing, just like you did with Hayden Hurst, and then I, I mean, I don't know what else, what other money you would have, but I like I, I think my point was. For me, this offseason was kind of hard to give the Bengals, you know, a really great grade just because when you when you're pretty much going into it, knowing that Jesse Bates is gone, that's that's a really, really tough thing to make up. Yeah, I I hear that. It's just like, I mean, they tried twice. They couldn't get to it. So I just think it's like, could the Bengals have paid him? Yeah, but you're going to make a lot of sacrifices that are going to be even worse. So it it was a tough situation. I, I mean, it sucks for them. It, good for Jesse Bates. He got his money in Atlanta. But I do see your side of it of, like, it is still a departure. There is still a big hit. And, again, we don't know what Dax Hill and Nick Scott are going to do with that. So we'll find out. But stay with us this week. We're going to do uh, more free agency talk uh, as things unfold for the Bengals. Start getting back into our mock drafts because, like I said, we are just over – a month away from the NFL draft in Kansas City. So stay with us. Uh, Mike won't be with us for the next week because, Mike, you're going to be at Disney- Disneyland, right? Is that where you're going to be for the next week? I can't comment on my whereabouts. I'm sorry. Okay, got Mike's you. And, uh, yeah. Co- comment on going anonymity. into witness protection. Okay, okay. I guess um, it's between you and the feds. All right then, Mike. Well, hopefully we see you in a week. Hopefully you don't completely disappear, but um, – Hopefully when you're back, we'll get back to it. But uh, enjoy yourself, my friend, wherever you go, as you won't comment on. But once again, for myself, Andrew, and Mike, I'm Muhammad Ahmad. We'll catch Tuesday. Until then, enjoy your Monday.